Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hello? Hello, how are you? I'm very good, how are you? Good, how can I help you? I just wanted to call and say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, this is John Edward calling. I'm so humbled that you invited me on your show. Thank you so much, and good luck. Thank you. you you're the best. All because right. that's, you are All so right. right. You're right on the teeth. You have not said nothing that I don't know anything about. Your colors are fantastic. That's wonderful. You know, I feel a lot more comfortable. I felt good tuning in. Uh, I just got good energy when the reminder of the show came across my profile. And uh, mm-hmm. the fellow hosting it has had really great guests and good energy. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, uh, it, it feels really good. Uh, may everybody's heart's desires uh, be divinely blessed. Good. Good. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for giving me a chance to be on your show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much, Tori, for joining me. Oh, it was a pleasure. We could have done two hours, Michael, you know. <laughs> One more. Okay. Please, going to be me. It is you, dear, 727. Oh, my God. I don't think I was talking to anybody. <laughs> you were talking to Michael. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. It's, uh, what's today? God, I'm brain dead today. Thursday, April 7th, 2011. Listen to the Be The Light Now radio, and I'm your host, Michael Carbone. Sorry I got the chat room up a little late. Just dealing with a little bit of issues, which occasionally pop up on Blog Talk Radio. I don't know about you, but I don't like their new setup. It's a little confusing, and uh, thank God I'm just seeing things on the back end, because I went looking through the front end, the way you all are seeing it, and that about drove me nuts last night. So anyways, uh, phone lines are open. I'm going to be bringing my guest on in just a moment. You can give me a call if you, w- if you don't like to listen in on the front part. 
Colin, I got like 250 open lines, sir. 347-539-5349. So if you want to go ahead and call in and listen instead of dealing with uh, with the issues there in front, especially if they're having some uh, problems and all, because I think uh, they got too much Java loaded between the ads and the player and the chat room going, and uh, it may lock up your browser. So if uh, you're having problems, just go ahead and call in and listen. But if you're going to listen in, don't hit one, because I'll go ahead and put you on the air, whether you want to or not. So just go ahead and dial in and uh, listen into the show that way, and, uh, and it'll be trouble-free, except you won't be able to join in the chat room. And again, we are blessed with a phenomenal guest. Let me go ahead and bring him on the air. Hello, Brad. Welcome to the show. Hello, Michael. Thank you very much for having me. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Yes, hello everyone. My name is Brad Johnson. I am a channeling medium. Uh, this kind of just started oh, back in uh, August of 2008. I just started to uh, work on a particular science fiction novel. And uh, creating this particular science fiction novel, I wanted to do a lot of heavy research just into what was known as you know, the extraterrestrial presence because I wanted to make this science fiction novel as real as it, co- it could possibly be. And so just diving into that aspect, I started researching online with people who are contactees, people who have had experiences of that nature, and what I discovered through the majority of them was that a lot of them uh, discovered that extraterrestrials and spirituality were really intertwined, that a lot of the contacts that they've had always talked about a one infinite creator, always talked about the isness, always talked about some form of principle that relates to spirituality. And so this really intrigued me because I was always really big on the ET topic. And so I wanted to, you know, dive more into this, and I dove more into the spirituality aspect of it. And so I dove into uh, meditation, I dove into channeling, I dove into healing, I dove into developing my intuitive abilities a step further. I started meeting people, uh, just attracting people online who were of like mind to uh, communicate with. I started receiving all this amazing information from all these different people, and I was just amazed at how fast I was picking everything up through meditation, I was picking up very, very fast. I would go very, very deep uh, from uh, channeling. I was just starting to observe how it was, uh, how, how it was uh, progressing, how people were able to do it, and uh, people were giving me particular exercises to help me uh, understand more about channeling. So I went from an observer to more of an involver and actually got into channeling, and I started just uh, developing this amazing intuitive ability. Um, and, of course, the most important thing was that uh, my dreams were literally just uh, amazing. They were just these non-physical classrooms, I guess I could say, to where I would just go off into the dream state at night and I would literally have these uh, amazing visions, these amazing experiences with non-physical beings. There was no form. But in the next morning to when I awoke, there were things that I knew now that I did not know before. So this really just started to trigger and just get more and more intense and more and more accelerated. And uh, around December of 2000. Uh, 2008, I started to communicate with a being, an extraterrestrial consciousness known as Adronus. And Adronus is a future version of me from what he has informed me. And he was kind of a guide that just was partnered up with me, I guess you could say. It was kind of a part of a life agreement, a life contract, to where on the soul agreement level, this particular entity would come through and say, you know, Brad, I am you in the future. I'm here uh, now to help you with your quest to, you know, reach full self-empowerment. And all of the information that I will provide, please feel free to share this with the rest of the world as you start to grow yourself. And so this really just started to expand. I went from automatic writing to vocalized channeling. 
and uh, it just got more intense, more intense, and more accelerated. And here I am right now, learning a plethora uh, through the spirit, through the through the field of spirituality, the, sp- the field of metaphysics, energetic healing. So I mean, I hold I hold a very large spectrum of uh, all these particular forms of higher consciousness abilities uh, that have just really started to bloom uh, through me for the past two and a half, coming up on three years now. Very interesting. As, uh, I was reading about um, Adronis on your website, and yes. uh, very, uh, very insightful. Oh, thank you. Yes, there's a lot of information there because, again, uh, my my whole mentality is that I want to know everything about spirituality. It's not just that I want to pick one particular niche within the spiritual or metaphysical field and stick with that. Like, I want to know the entire spectrum. I've studied remote viewing, energetic healing, channeling, meditation, uh, just all of these amazing feats that's just been contained within all of the wide spectrum of spirituality. So I'm learning something new each and every single day. I'm just, you know, driven to learn. I'm driven to expand. And I'm just happy to share all the information that I do provide. And, of course, that's, that's all I really do is just, you know, all the information that I provide, I put it up, I share it, I've created YouTube videos, and I've shared it with a lot of the people, and uh, a lot of people have really resonated with it, and uh, they've really enjoyed it, and that's why I've continued to do it. Uh, most importantly is that it just it sits so well with me, and I'm always happy to share and expand and, uh, you know, contribute in any way I can. Cool. So um, now is Adronis the only um, entity that you've been in contact with? He is the only entity I'm mostly communicating with now. I have communicated with previous entities in the past. Uh, there mostly have been ones that have existed for, in other dimensions. Uh, some of them didn't even really have names. A lot of them were mostly just energetics or just presences. Uh, some of them were collectives as well, too. And a lot of them were mostly, I guess you could say, in some form, you know, uh, stretching past dimensions, stretching past Earth as well, too. So a lot of them are just relaying, and re- I guess you could say, or... Um, What's the right word? A lot of them are mostly just existing in many different dimensions and in many different other areas beyond planet Earth in that sense. So like, I have communicated with other particular beings in that sense, but when I started to communicate with Adronis, I just felt a really soul connection with him because he is me, and he's mostly the only person, I guess you're the only entity that I mostly communicate with, with right now when I get into the channeling state. Yeah. So what's the... Uh, uh, most informative information that he's shared with you that's really uh, helped make been, an impression in your life? <laughs> well, there's been so much. Uh, really, uh, one of his uh, prime teachings, I think, has been about self-empowerment and just to, and showing exactly how much you can achieve in the now moment, you know, what you are capable of doing just by, you know, focusing on the present, just being in the moment itself and how much, how enriching it is when you're able to, you know, let go of the guilt of the past and, and not to worry about the fear of the future and just stay in the now, stay your course, follow your passion to the best of your abilities, be very mindful of everything that awaits you within the now moment because then you have that amazing uh, expansion ability to really become the full true self. And a lot of us do get caught up in a lot of the drama with, uh, you know, our daily lives. And I think one of uh, Jonas's messages is that you are experiencing drama to realize that there's no such thing as drama. So in that sense, it's almost like a paradox in itself that, you know, we go through a lot of these particular forms of dramas each and every single day. You know, we have to pay the bills, or there's family problems, there's personal relationships, there's, you know, professional problems, professional issues. And what we're all just doing is we're just looking to, you know, heal all of these particular cycles that we've been going through lifetime after lifetime and actually understand that, 
you know, we're going through all those particular forms of aspects to help better understand ourselves and what we can do through the idea of self-responsibility and self-empowerment. And, you know, just being in the now moment has been a very valued teaching. Uh, he's also talked about, you know, the, the shift that's coming up, of course, you know, uh, a lot of things that are changing, the accelerations. Uh, he has talked about contact as well, too, uh, within the next few years, that there will be a very large possibility of more increased contacts across the planet, that there will be a lot of small groups at first that are meeting with uh, ET societies. Uh, right now on the planet, there's actually quite a few, uh, I guess you could say indigenous cultures, uh, groups, tribes, that are meeting with ETs and extra-dimensional consciousness uh, on a daily level. So, I mean, there's really just a lot of changes, and, uh, I mean, he's talked about so much stuff, but, I mean, really the whole idea for me that what's really just, you know, it propelled me to untold levels has just been the nature of self-empowerment itself. And uh, why are they all coming here to help us for? I mean, you know, why would they bother wanting to do that? Well, the whole idea is that they are us, and, and, you know, they really see us as their family. You know, we truly are our family. You know, everything that has been placed on Earth is, in that sense, an extension of them, for everything that we are is an extension of them. So what they're doing is they're coming back and they're helping their family because, you know, uh, every, so many beings in this galaxy and beyond uh, just look at us as, you know, just as, our, as their children, as, you know, as their offspring. And, uh, you know, that they're here to help and they really want to see Earth get into the alignment it needs to. But they can't dive into the aspect of actually being fully involved. They have to kind of, you know, be in the back burner and saying, you know what, we have to let your civilization evolve. Now, again, you can always talk to us and you can communicate with us through this particular means of channeling. But the whole idea is that, you know, we are here to assist you, to guide you, to bring you into that particular form of alignment so that you realize for yourself how amazing you truly are, how much potential you have to be a really amazing, uh, blessed civilization. And so they're really doing it out of the, the kindness, the love out of their own heart, because, again, there's there's no separation in the true nature. They're, they they are us and we are them. And so it's family helping family in that sense. Hmm, okay. Because um, I've heard, you know, many, you know, different stories, of course, and, uh, you know, different theories where uh, it's because we're evolving uh, into being ascended beings in physical form, and that's why they're here to right. help us. That's right. It's Yeah, it's, it's all part of our uplifting process, and that's exactly what their assistance does. Their assistance helps us to help, you know, bring us into a whole new state of evolution to help us reach that higher plateau of consciousness. And so as our consciousness is expanding, they're be, they being, you know, the divine, you know, galactic family that they are, are helping us to adapt. They're helping us to really mold ourselves into that whole new higher understanding itself. And so, again, this is with the assistance that they're doing. But, again, their assistance is on particular forms of levels. And, again, each and every single person has their own relationship with other particular beings. There are people who have had, you know, physical contacts going up to ships. There have been people who are channelers. There have been people who have had these really unique experiences in many different forms to where they've interacted with them on levels of that nature. But mostly what's happening is just that, you know, it's a lot of these small groups, it's a lot of people who are on an individual level, or it's small groups itself, like the indigenous cultures, the tribes themselves, that are receiving this particular form of agreement with them to help in their own way that's appropriate to help raise their vibration, to help raise their frequency, to help gel themselves, I guess you could say, into understanding more higher dimensional knowledge itself. And so that's, in that sense, what they are doing, uh, kind of in the back, in the background, on the back burner, so to speak, to help us uh, ascend, transcend into the next dimension, 
transcended to a whole new state of consciousness. Cool. So um, you actually go ahead and with the channeling, um, you're able to go ahead and help people out with uh, you know insight into what's what's possibly going to happen for them. Yeah, I mean it, it all depends. It, ver- it varies from time to time. Uh, when I do hold uh, my events and uh, there are people there, uh, there is an open Q and A session that I have with the Dronos. And uh, some particular questions can range from, you know, why am I here on this planet? You know, people who are looking to just fully, you know, trying to understand themselves more uh, in regards to other particular general questions. So, I mean, it's, it ranges uh, depending on what the person is looking for. But, I mean, a lot of that insight that Adronis provides is, in that sense, that of a multidimensional mentor. And that's why I've called him that. It's because he doesn't just go right out and answer a question in that sense. He kind of... He kind of picks up the brain of the person asking the question and kind of throws it back at them in a way so that they are actually understanding the question that they're asking. So his way is is, uh, is as a true mentor. is like a mentor will never just fully give you the answers. They like to cite example. They like to kind of pick at your brain, so to speak, so that you help get more of an understanding of the question you're asking and kind of configure it in a way so that the question itself transforms into the answer as soon as it's asked. So in a way, that's kind of how Adronis works, is that it's... It's a mentorship. It's a communication of that nature to help create full realization of the empowerment that one has. Cool. So, uh, what's the best part uh, that you like about working with um, Adronis? Well, I mean, the whole idea of what I enjoy the most is just, you know, I mean, his energy for one is just absolutely amazing. It's just an intense, uh, rushing experience, and you know, after the channelings happen, I just feel very fully energized. And I just, I just enjoy being the observer because really that's what I am. I, my consciousness is in the background, and I'm just kind of observing all of this information that's coming in. So when Adronis is talking about lessons of self-empowerment, when he's talking about you know, higher dimensionality, when he's talking about the shift, when he's talking about all these other particular topics that people really want to know more about, I'm just kind of in the background just observing this, and I'm just kind of getting blown away too by all the answers as well too because there's a lot of it that I really don't know. And uh, just when he, when he gets into the channeling state and, you know, part of uh, a lot of the knowledge that I've received have just been kind of as an observer, understanding the essence of what a lot of these channelings have provided because I'm not always paying attention to every single word that Adronis is saying. I'm just kind of in the background understanding the essence of what's being talked about. But in that sense, it kind of relays back. And, of course, I always record my sessions, so <laughs> I always just kind of go back at it and take a look at it. And... Um, I mean, the entire experience, you know, from the beginning to the end of it uh, is really just the biggest experience for me. I just I enjoy the entire wholeness of the channeling itself. Cool. Um, I see also you're a Reiki master. Uh, yes, I'm a Reiki level three facilitator, as I said. Uh, but it's mainly just, it's I've mostly took Reiki just because I wanted to just be adaptive in it. I just wanted to kind of understand it and dive into it myself. Because my whole idea is that I have my own method of energetic healing. It's known as symbol release healing. And I've kind of developed this particular uh, method through a lot of the wisdom that Adronis has shared. And basically what it involves, it's kind of a combination of Reiki, of bioenergetic healing, of um, um, sorry, Reiki, bioenergetic healing, and uh, quantum touch healing as well too. So it's just a combination of many different forms. And what I've really discovered is that, you know, the whole basis of every single form of healing modality out there is intent. And, you know, this is really what that revolves around. It's kind of a a core, quick start way of how people can really start to just dive into the aspect of healing itself without having to learn an entire system that may take weeks, months, or years to learn. 
it's something that is really quick start and that you have the ability to do. Because it's all about the idea of the power of the symbol, but the symbol itself is within you. And you're actually receiving that symbol from the collective unconscious, from the matrix, from you know the universe itself. And as you receive the symbol from the collective unconscious, you are utilizing the symbol, you're putting energy into that symbol that indicates a healing symbol of release. And what that does is that helps to purge your imbalances. It stays with you. It works with you, that particular symbol, to help uh, purge all the imbalances within your system so that you can really start to feel a centeredness, so that you can really be in that form of complete focus, of complete balance. And that symbol stays with you until the, all of those imbalances are purged. Cool. Um, I have someone in the chat room that said that they love matrix energetics, and yep. I wanted to know if you do that also. No, I don't, because mostly my own system is a little bit different. It's just my own system is mostly dealing with symbols and mainly dealing with just the empowerment of intent. So I have heard of the system, but I haven't really dived into it. I mean, the ones that I am very familiar with is, you know, Reiki is, uh, you know, bioenergetic healing and uh, quantum touch and uh, some some systems in that particular form. But, um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of energetic systems out there, really. But, I mean, really, when you really just start to investigate and look into each and every single one, you find that the core aspect, again, is intent. And so when you actually have the power of intent to heal yourself or to facilitate energy to another, because one person can't truly heal another, you're simply facilitating energy to that person so that that person's body can utilize that energy as it needs to to establish a balance. And that's exactly what symbol release healing is all about, the power of intent, the power of the symbol, and the symbol itself represents the intention of release, to release and to purge all imbalances together. Okay. What's, um, what is spiral Akashic viewing? Spiral Akashic viewing is a variation, a modification of uh, remote viewing in that sense. I've studied uh, technical remote viewing uh, for almost about a year now. And I just started to, uh, as I was starting to study it a bit more, I was just kind of getting this download that was coming in. And uh, mostly what I was getting was just saying, Brad, use the essence of the spiral. Use the geometry of the spiral here to uh, look at particular forms. Because if anyone's familiar with remote viewing, basically it's almost like taking a still frame shot of a particular person, place, event, or thing, and then just jotting down a bunch of technical data from the collective unconscious without putting any form of analysis or any form of imagination in it. What the spiral Akashic viewing does is it's almost like a timeline. It acts as a timeline, and as you start to draw out the spiral, you put little nick points in between the spiral that symbolizes, you know, one, one full spiral circle. It could represent a day, it could represent a week, it could represent a year, etc. But you're just putting these little nicks in between the spiral, and then you immediately jot down exactly what you are feeling as soon as you jot down that little mark there. And, uh, you know, depending on what you're viewing, you're, you're just going throughout this particular spiral timeline, uh, constantly putting these marks out on the spiral and just progressing itself over and over. So you're not just dealing with a frame, but you're dealing with a set of frames and a set of sequences that span within a progression of timeline using the spiral. So that, in a sense, relates to spiral caching viewing. It is a bit of a more of a complica complicated system because it does take a lot more familiarity with remote viewing to really understand it, but it's just a particular modification that I've used uh, when I've been doing some remote, healing, remote viewing sessions. Okay. Uh, do you want to take a couple of calls and see if we can, uh, if maybe Adronis or you want to help out uh, some people? Yeah, I probably won't be able to channel because I'm just holding a phone right now, but uh, <laughs> I'm always happy just to you know receive insight as I do. So, yeah, I'd be happy to. Okay. 
and then we'll go ahead and ask you some more questions to get to know more about you. Sure. Sure. Sounds good. Okay. Hi, Maria. You're on the on the air. Oh, hi. Um, my question is, I'd like to know what I can do most to move myself forward in um, resuming my career, how to get out of my own way, and what bad habits to leave behind. Well, the whole idea is that anytime you feel you have a habit, a habit is itself by choice. So the whole idea is everything that you're receiving that represents blocks, you know, from keeping you from going to the career route that you want to. It's anything that's keeping you, preventing you from going exactly where you want to go, whether it be career or whether it be personal itself. It's just being very, very mindful of knowing what particular roadblocks you're going through. So if there are any particular forms of ideas that say, well, I don't think I can do this, I don't think I can do that, it's always good just to be very, very mindful of what those roadblocks themselves are there. Why are they there in that sense? Why have you placed it there? Everything that you have created within your life represents perimeters. And all these perimeters were put in place because of the belief systems that you've attained. And so everything was created through passion, but it was passion within borders. So what you need to do is if you're looking for some particular form of route to go to, to help uh, you know, become, have, have the career that you want to, to have the life that you want to, it's about addressing those particular perimeters, those barriers that you've put around it, and just seeing in your own imagination about being rational, about being completely irrational. This is Adronis' own words as well, too. Being rational, about being completely rational, about just seeing yourself taking down those barriers. Yes, I can do this. Yes, I can do that. I am able to do this. I am able to do that. So when you're able to say, yes, I am, rather than the idea of, I'm not sure, or I don't know if I can do this, and just look into that aspect of saying that, yes, this is me. This is something I can do. And expand the bubble so that you see more of the valley. You see more of that field. And going into that aspect itself. So it really just takes what you call having self-time and just giving yourself the time to look over everything that you have placed in front of yourself and addressing it so that you feel through yourself that you can take down all of those borders because they're only there just because of certain forms of conditioning. So all you have to do is completely uncondition yourself. It's kind of like that old line from Star Wars where Yoda says you must unlearn what you have learned. It's in that sense the very same deal, is that you're just looking to uncondition yourself so that you can become more of what you need to be and just having that expansion take place. Do you see any opportunities coming to me career-wise this year and going back into the field I want to get into? Well, understand that everything that represents the future is momentum. So the whole idea is if you can feel yourself taking down a lot of these particular forms of barriers themselves, there's going to be a whole lot of opportunities for you. The whole idea is that there's opportunities for you now and that it's just about being mindful of everything. Sometimes the very smallest opportunity can be overlooked. So if you are becoming very, very mindful and very, very aware of what is around you in the form of career itself and then you look past that whole idea of saying, well, I don't know, that might not be something, just being very, very consciously aware of everything that comes through you. You'll have expansion in not just career, but in through personal life and through personal development itself. It's just about being very, very conscious. You know, the future itself is never set in stone. It's only momentum, and that momentum can always shift itself. Yeah, I've started down being mindful of one of the number one things I'd like to do. I have a hard time because I get distracted by other people's energy. I, I pick up on their what they're thinking, and if they're in a bad mood, I pick up on that. And it sort of just takes me into a different place. I don't know how to shut it off. I think I'm a little empathic, but I'm not 
100% sure about that. Yeah, I mean, there are particular forms of ideas to where, you know, we, we step into a room and we start getting a lot of these negative vibes and all that stuff. The whole idea is we just need to train ourselves to center. You know, the whole idea is that, you know, there can be a lot of particular people's energies that come into our field and are very, very distractive, that are very, very, you know, oppositely polarized to what we are. So the whole idea itself is just to work on your centering, to work on yourself and saying exactly that, you know, if I am able to stay in my own space and if I feel that there's anything that's particularly unwelcome, I can always let it go. I can always move it past me. I can always walk away. So really what you're looking to train yourself for is just being fully empowered and centered into yourself. And when you're fully empowered and centered into yourself, then you're able to overlook particular forms of ideas. It's not to get rid of any particular forms of wavelengths that are causing you distraction. But the whole idea is when you come centered to yourself, you're no longer, you know, distracted by distractions. So the whole idea is if you are able to really bring yourself into balance, bring yourself into centering, empower yourself and saying that this is exactly what I want to create, this is exactly what I want to do, I know exactly my direction. And when you are fully empowered, distraction itself cannot come in, it cannot enter. So again, it's just about really training yourself to be mindful of being in your own space, in your own power, in your own centering so that none of those particular forms of um, distractions can take place. Wow, okay. Well, that's very helpful. I really, I really appreciate your guidance. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great night, Maria. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. There's a lot of people on the uh, trying to find their way in this journey right now. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I think really from a lot of the people I've talked to, I've talked to hundreds of people, and really what I've discovered is so many people are finding their way. And it's just, it seems a little confusing at first because this is almost, it's almost like a new experience. I and mean, you know, you're trying to adapt to something that you haven't really quite understood in the past. And you know, you're really, really trying to just outgrow a system. It's like, you know, you're trying to put on this very, very old shirt that you've had for such a long time, but it's getting so small on you that it's starting to rip. Well, what is it now? Well, now it's time for me to go out and actually get this new shirt now. So, you know, it's it's really just the whole idea of, you know, you're outgrowing yourself. You're outgrowing all the particular systems that you have lived with for so long. And now you're able to really put on this new form of clothing right now and saying, okay, now I'm rolling with the times. Now I'm adapting with my own changes that I'm doing. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of changes and there's going to be a lot of acceleration. And really what I'd recommend to everybody out there is just getting to know yourself and this is the thing, is that a lot of people really want to dive into other particular aspects, and, and the ego just loves to assign that as identity. But when you are able to look into yourself and say, who am I? What do I want? What is it that I feel that I can offer myself, that I can just you know, spread that light out throughout the entire world? And when you're able to look at that and see yourself in that particular form of reflection, then there's... You know, there's all kinds of possibilities that come your way. There's opportunities that roll your way. And so it's just about rolling with the times and just evolving with yourself step by step by step because you're changing all the time. You're always going to be a different person each and every single time you wake up in the morning. You're always going to be changing. And so it's just a matter of adapting and flowing with those changes. Cool. I was going to take a couple more calls here. Hi, Vince. You're on the air. Hi, how are you? Doing great. How can we help you? Well, um, I, I was just wondering. I'm, I, I got noticed today that my unemployment's running out. I've been looking for work like crazy. I've had uh, a few interviews and everything, but 
I for some reason I'm not getting the jobs, and there's always other somebody else getting them. Uh, in fact, just recently I, I went for a year. I thought I was going to get the job, and I found out Monday somebody else got it. And it's the one company that I really want to work for. And I'm just I'm just at my end's rope. I don't know where my next buck is going to come from. So I'm just wondering if you can maybe see what's going on and if there's anything coming for me my way or something. Basically, my sense is that the universe is telling you that there's a progression of change happening and that there is possibly a new change in, I guess you could say, career, a new change in a direction that may be coming your way. Is that something you may not have considered before that you've been really excited about? So really, maybe it's something you're looking into that particular form because what the universe is telling you is if you feel you're struggling, if you're having a really hard time trying to look into other particular jobs that you have gotten in the past or having more of a harder time in getting them now, Usually it's the universe telling you, hey, it's time for a career change. It's time for you to look at another particular direction that you originally have been really, really excited about but may, may not have con- been considered before. So, I mean, again, just being very, very aware of what is around you that you may not have considered before that really, really sounds exciting to you and maybe something that you may want to pursue that you have the experience in, that you do have a drive to learn more about. And, again, it's about adapting and rolling and flowing with those changes itself. So it's all about a big, gigantic change that's coming into your life right now. And so when you're able to just flow and adapt, evolve with that change, you're going to notice that there will be a new opportunity coming your way as long as you can adapt and flow with that change itself. Okay, so you see me being okay then? Absolutely. If you are able to flow with the change and if you are able to just be very aware of everything that you feel you haven't really considered before and are taking into those new particular areas, that you felt haven't been there before, but you're very, very excited about it, and you roll with that change, absolutely, you're going to have amazing changes happening. Okay. Well, the one industry that I've never worked in is the oil refineries. I've always worked in manufacturing production, and that's um, uh, I just applied for three different oil refineries. So, you know, I'm hoping that comes through, but I'm also into the acting as well. So, Okay. I mean, and, and again, look at other particular possibilities that you may not have considered before as well, too. Look at all the new trends that may be emerging as well, too, is looking into trends and finding out exactly, hey, maybe this is something that I can really adapt my own experience into as something new is growing here. You know, we're looking into alternative energy. We're looking into other particular forms of that kind of industrial matrix itself. So, I mean, that's something, again, you can really look into to see if there's any change happening there that you can really adapt yourself into to find something there. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Have a good night. So it's still early where you're at. Brad? Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, it's early where you're at, isn't it? It's uh, about 7.30. Yeah, I think I should have said good evening instead of good day. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I kind of yeah, figured it was because, Yeah, where I'm at on the East Coast in, uh, in Florida, it's uh, 10.30, so... I think my day has been so long, I guess I'm just so used to it. So. <laughs> it's been a very long, productive day. So. As long as they're productive, that's what matters. Exactly. That's, that's for sure. I mean, every every day I wake up, it's it's always just a new, progressive, changing journey. So it's, I'm always having a blast. <laughs> Hi, Denise. You're on the air. Hi. Um, I actually just, um, I'm not fully, like, um, well, I just kind of wanted to know where um, things would be going for me in the future. Well, again, as we talked about, you know, all the future is is momentum. 
and you know, nothing is ever completely ironclad. Where do you feel you want to see yourself going in the future? What is it that you're really passionate about that you would love to see happen? Um, I'm hoping that you know I'll be more creative and maybe go into business. Okay. My own. What 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 particular form of creativity in business? Is there a particular theme or a particular niche that sounds pretty interesting? Um, actually, I guess you know I want to do some. You know, like something to help other people or or the universe. Or. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, helping people, of course, in general is a big thing. So again, all it is is just mostly adapting to that change. Everything that represents career, everything that represents uh, you know professionalism, everything that represents relationship, is all vibration. And all you're really doing is you're just working to allow yourself to allow, so that you can harmonize, so that you can vibrate to the frequency that matches that particular career, that particular interest. So all you're really doing is just conditioning yourself to be unconditional. Again, as I've talked about, is this, you just want to say, okay, I really want to dive into this new career field. I would really love to have a business and have a business like this that is about helping people, nurturing people, however you want to express yourself. And all it is is just training yourself to get into that harmonic so that you can do it. So anything that you feel is keeping you from preventing you from going into that vibration itself, look at it and, again, address it and find out exactly what's keeping me back from doing this. Well, I have this, I have that, I have this, I have that. Well, why do you have this and that? So, again, address the barriers. Address the confines that are keeping you chained to the wall so that you are able to finally break free of those chains and say, okay, now I'm going to go for this. Because there is no seeking. It's only becoming. You're only becoming the vibration of what you want to, to actually have adapted into your reality. You never now have to go looking for yourself, and you don't need to go looking for that inner spark in itself. It's already there, and it's staring at you right in the face. What you need to do is become the divine harmonic that represents that inner spark so that you can see that spark seeing directly right in front of your face. And it's the same thing with your business, with your career. All that is there. It's just about tuning in and vibrating in resonance to that career, to that business, so that you are able to experience that perspective and what it represents. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. And thanks. Have a great night. You too, bye-bye. A great night, exactly. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> oh, yeah, good day, great night, it's the same thing. It's hey, still the same day. It just depends on what time you know what time zone you're in. Yeah, actually, I have people listening in uh, from Australia, and New Zealand, so they're actually into yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, I'm on Pacific Standard Time, so it's 7:30 right now. So you're on the East Coast, right? So I got yeah, I'm in I'm in the East Coast, and I've got some people in Europe, so they're they're all the way into tomorrow afternoon already. Oh wow! There you go. <laughs> yep. Hi, Carol. You're on the air. Hi, how are you? Uh, thank you for taking my call, and I love what you're saying because it's true. Um, I found in my life that I am the creator of what um, the future holds for me or what tomorrow holds or today holds. It's just getting out Absolutely. of here sometimes. But my question for you is I know the now because the now is where we create, and, and unfortunately we get so caught up in tomorrow that we forget that right now is our time to create. But is it is the past, present, and future all right now, I mean, on another dimension? I've always wondered yep. about that. Yes. The thing is, everything that represents motion itself, and Adronis has talked about this as well, too, is that 
everything that represents the past and the future, this continuity of motion, the past and the future from what he calls it are side effects from the continuity of your consciousness to establish a connection of, you know, allotment so that you can have this stream of time. But everything in, re in a different form of dimension is a still frame. And all you're doing is your vibration, your consciousness allots these particular frames together so that you have a continuity of motion all together in the now. So you know, right now, right now, right now, right now, you're just vibrating to what you feel is the divine harmonic for your experience in the now. But all of these particular forms of aspects to what you know as the past or what you know as the future are all perspectives in the now moments. It's what Adronis has also said, now is all we have. And so just think of it as if you were in this big, gigantic, endless void and you saw all these perspectives of yourself. You see yourself yesterday. You see yourself tomorrow. You see yourself next week. You see yourself uh, 20 years down the road. You see yourself as a small child. They're all frozen in this particular void itself. And you can just imagine transferring your consciousness instantaneously through all these particular forms of perspectives, and then you're living these forms themselves together. So, really, so again, everything is altogether contained in the now. Yeah. So when we're living in the past, because uh, goodness knows humans, have, at least I know I did, had the tendency to dredge my past with me, uh, especially if things had happened that weren't so great. So really yep. we're just bringing that from whatever other place that may be that that possibly did happen. Yeah. And as and I uh-huh. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, and as I understand, you can actually by shifting the energy around it and changing what happened, you can change quote unquote your past, which then helps you to be in the present in a better vibration because you're forgiving and letting go. Yes, there are other. particular hypnotists that actually are able to do this to where they regress you back to a particular moment in your life that may have been challenging for you, that have been very devastating with you, and allowing you to embed a form of situation in there that really helps soothe and heal that right. own past scar, so to speak, so that you're more able to focus on the now itself. And, yeah, many hypnotists have been able to do this as well. Right. Well, I think even, you know, well, anyway, I think we can within ourselves, too, if we just... Of course, absolutely, yeah. Just switch it, and but you're right. For But, okay, well... The key. Yeah. Pardon it's me? All about it's all about forgiveness. The more that you're able to forgive yourself, the more that you are able to stabilize yourself in the now. Absolutely, because it's holding on to those little seeds of whatever it may be that keep you locked in that that area that Absolutely. may not let your vibration go at its highest rate. So Absolutely. Yep. And it keeps you stuck there. All right. And so you're constantly creating, creating, creating what you don't want. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean it all depends. It sometimes you can create what you do want and you can create what you don't want. Everything that represents the creation of what you don't want is brought in through programming. It's brought in through conditioning. True. So all the stuff that you don't want, you feel you need to have because it makes sense to you and your continuity of consciousness to have this here. But the whole idea is if, if you are able to change your thinking and start to focus more on what you do want, then that can be the progression rather than the idea of that what you don't want. No, you're absolutely right, because anything that comes up as a challenge is just an opportunity or a blessing for us to learn. That's right. To walk absolutely. behind it. You're right. And, exactly. And that's why I need to be careful. I don't get into that. Okay, well, thank you. This is wonderful. Thank you. And, and I would ask you how my future is going to be, but since I'm doing it, it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> Again, it's all momentum. So, yeah, make it as beautiful right. as you want it to be. Okay, thank you. Have a have a good evening. I'm too in California too, so thank you. Have a good Appreciate evening. it. Okay. Have a good evening. You too. Good night. Good night. That's interesting. Uh, you know, whatever um, you know, we're living in the moment now, so that's part of the past and the future. That's right. Absolutely. Because every everything truly is now. It's just that you know, if you look at everything as a still frame, or you see that endless void where there's endless perspective, you know, of yourself and of others. 
just all contained within this infinite endless bubble and just shifting your consciousness back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth to create that continuity of motion itself. That's one particular analogy you can give to how it operates itself. Hi, Veronica. You're on the air. Hi there. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome, dear. How can we help you? I was just wondering what insight or wisdom he may foresee uh, on regards to my finances, which all of a sudden they just went down a peak. Oh, sorry. I didn't get most of that. I just got the last part about finances. My finances, I mean, do you see an improvement coming my way? Because I, 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 I am... I feel that I'm going through some form of test of some sort where I have to be creative uh, because it's just on regards to my finances, they just change my uh, my grounding where I thought that it was quite solid. All of a sudden, it's it's just shaky at the moment. Okay. Uh, what what form of shakiness is like? How do you feel this shakiness was caused? Do you have a do you have an idea of how it was? Brought into being. Um, I guess. Uh, uh, well, I had an event that just occurred a couple weeks ago that uh, uh, my car broke. I bought another car. As it turned out, the car that I broke, uh, that I purchased, uh, is not good. So now I'm battling some legal issues in order to have them return all my money. But I can see that that's going to take a long while uh, um, as okay. things are. And okay. I invested all my, my little savings into that. And so I have two cars right now, one that I'm trying to return and one that I cannot longer drive because it's broke. Uh, so I'm borrowing a friend's car. And then to make things up, there was a small uh, uh, gift that my son was receiving uh, from um, his father that is no longer going to be available starting uh, next week. So even if that little source of income has dissipate so um you know just little thing and then i had another contract that was coming my way and i just i just heard back that they're going to put a hold on the project for now until they get the approval and signatures of other investors so just little things that i just uh the flow of of income has just uh has just changed yeah, kind of, i mean i'm kind of fine like a, still kind of like but a speed bump. it just changed yeah yeah kind of like a speed bump in a way so basically what it is, it's mostly just, you know, sometimes the flow of where you're going can sometimes hit with a speed bump to kind of say, well, here's something to be aware of. But, I mean, as long as you're in the vibration of staying in a harmonic to where your finances are stable, to where you are still able to pour in all your energy to what you know stabilizes you, then, of course, that's the vibration you create. And, of course, if you're functioning in co-creatorships with other people who are working with, uh, you know, with your finances, you know, to help, you know, the feedback loop back and forth to receive money, to send money, etc. Just, just see that particular form of alignment in stability as well, too. The more that you're able just to vibrate to stability itself, then the more that will reciprocate in its own essence itself. So, again, just being in the form itself, stability itself, its financial gain, and just being very, very aware of any particular form of speed bump that may come in your way and just and just looking in that for a moment and saying, well, why did I get that speed bump? Why is that there? Or maybe it's maybe it's trying to tell me something about this person or maybe it's trying to tell me about this particular situation that's come up. So just being very, very aware of any particular form of speed bumps coming in, but as long as you are vibrating to the resonance of stability itself and you're just being very, very aware of who you're dealing with so that you know that there's a very good, strong, likewise connection of frequency that represents good, strong financial practice itself, then that stability will still remain. I missed the last end. I'm sorry, can you, can you, repre- re- um, can you repeat it, please? 
Oh, sorry, the last part? Yeah, as long as you're yes. able to just vibrate to the stability of, you know, financial stability, is it, as long as you are able to stay in that vibration and dealing with people of like mind that you know are not going to, you know, deceive you, any particular form of people that you are dealing with that are maybe responsible for helping to deliver finances to you, as long as you are in the vibration of staying on the harmonic and balance point in between your finances, that stability will remain. Well, what if they are not? What if they are not honest? And uh, I, I can then think of one person in particular, yeah, um, that's where you need which to is still fine because I don't think it should be affecting me, and that's what I'm trying yeah. to do. But I'm, and that's and that's why sometimes you may get that speed bump. Is that sometimes if there are people who are not being, you know, genuine or not being, you know, uh, true to their nature itself, then you'll get those speed bumps. So what the universe is telling you is just be very, very aware of who you are dealing with, so that you know that there's more of a trust being built there rather than any form of deception. Okay. Well, I hope that the energy changes, and soon I have a higher income. In Energies flow. are always changing. It's just about you allowing yourself to flow with the change. So go with the change and adapt with the change itself to keep the continuity and stabilization alive. Right. Adaptation, the key to survival. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great night, Veronica. Thank you, my dear. It's lovely to hear you again. Always a pleasure. So um, you do Skype readings and all? Um. Yeah, yeah, I've done uh, some Skype readings. I've also done some, a lot of local sessions here as well, too. I'm in Vancouver, B.C. right now, or actually Maple Ridge, B.C. And, uh, yeah, I've done a lot of local seminars, Skype sessions. Actually, I've had a lot more private sessions over Skype, uh, helping people all across the planet. I've had people from Australia, India, Europe, Asia, uh, just all across the globe, and, just, and literally there have been hundreds of people. Uh, since I started to do uh, vocal channeling around the springtime of 2009, when I started getting with uh, Dronus and uh, communicating more strongly that uh, it's just it's been so strong and so abundant, and it continues to do so. So I mean, it just it just I'm always so happy to uh, you know help out with anybody that's willing to do that. And of course, anybody can book a private session with me. You just go to adronus.org, and uh, anytime you want a private session, uh, I channel Adronus right over Skype, and we have a communication. Cool. And what can um, somebody expect? during um, a channeling session? I would say it's expect the unexpected. Really, there's been a lot of times to where people have set expectations, and Adronis is usually saying, don't do that. You know, the whole idea is that if you really set expectations for a channeling, you'll get something completely opposite. So really just come into the channeling with a clear mind and just, you know, have have questions for him, and then, you know, they can be of a personal nature and they can be of a general nature. But the more that you're just able to clear your, your mind and to be very, very serene and just, you know, uh, ask your questions in-depthly to what you want to know about, but not setting expectations for the answers because this is what can often lead to anger and can often lead to disappointment itself, is that when we have expectations of something that we know we don't know the answer to, then, you know, it's not that Adronis is telling you something that you want to hear, He's telling you exactly what you need to hear to help, you know, blossom yourself, better yourself more. So really come into the channeling with a clearer mind, clear, serene mind, and just, you know, have the questions that you want to have asked, but just be very open to the response because there can be things that can really exceed expectations. And people have literally walked out of channeling. It's just a changed person and have literally transformed their lives, you know, the next few days ahead. And so, I mean, it's just, it, it can really have a profound, amazing experience on any particular people, depending on what they want to know. 
Has um, Adronis ever mentioned anything about um, the spirit realm? Oh, sorry, about the what? About the spiritual realm, you know, where we originate oh, from? Oh, the spiritual realm. Uh, yes, he has. Yeah, he's talked about it. Uh, basically, he, he, he sees uh, this entire life as a game. You know, it's as if you were to be playing a role-playing game right now and that you've chosen this character and that your soul itself is the player. It's seated in this chair and it's it's, it's playing this game of this character, this life. And it's and the soul is just always so excited. You know, the spirit itself uh, is just is longing for these particular forms of experiences that you're going through in this life to help gain understanding, to help evolve itself further. And so, you know, really, we just we, we see itself as a video game, and that's that's really how the spiritual realm looks at it. That's how a lot of higher dimensional beings look at it: is that you're here to play this divine game, and uh, you know, don't take yourself so seriously. Feel free to understand that all the experiences you're going through are necessary to help evolve yourself and understand that you are an undying, infinite, eternal spirit that you can never die. And when you really look at it into that particular mentality, this is where you start to evolve past melodrama. This is where you start to move past dramas and you start to realize that all the dramas you've gone through, you understand that you have no dramas whatsoever once you are serene, once you are centered in that state. And, um, you know, this is this is really their mentality in the higher dimensions. So, you know, humans have a fun time with your life. Just, you know, don't take yourself with the drama so seriously. Understand that you're a divine, loving human being and that you are built to be unconditionally loving. That all the conditions that you're experiencing right now are all part of your divine plan so that you can overcome those obstacles and actually become a centered, divine, loving being, which is what you truly are. And that all these programmings, all these conditions that we've brought ourselves into facing are just part of teachings. We're just, we're just going through a big examination. You know, Earth itself is a school. It's a grand university where masterful souls are here. And they're having this amazing experience. And on a soul level, you're excited about all these experiences that you're going through. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to have trouble paying the bills. Or, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have relationship issues. Oh, my goodness, I'm not going to be able to make my car payment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But again, these are all the experiences that your soul just, you know, it, it's, it's salivating over. It wants to have these experiences. But as you tap more into the, the physical body and, you know, you get so involved with the dramas and then you take it in because the ego wants to assign identity. And as soon as those, those particular points of thoughts that represent identity are damaged by drama, well then, oh my goodness, now it's the end of the world. Oh my goodness, it's this and it's that and this and it's that detach yourself, just evolve past all the belief systems that you have, transition past them, understand that everything that you've had has been there for a reason and respect that and thank those belief systems for showing you something that you know you don't want anymore in your reality. So again, they see it as a game and they see it as a particular form of progression that we're all going through to help us understand ourselves and that's why they're here to assist, to help us realize you know, that we are divine, loving, eternal spirits to where we are truly from there is no ego. There is no judgment. There is no idea of you know having to look after your car or your bank account. Those are all distractions. Those are all particular forms of archetypes that you are just looking to evolve past to come into the alignment of human and spirit together. That's how they see us in that sense. And is this the um, only dimension where we're in a solid form? Or are there no, other... I mean, there, are, there are other planets out there that have physical form, but I mean, it, it all depends on what we know is physical. Uh, you know, there can be beings in higher dimensionality to where their reality itself feels very physical to them. You know, maybe they may be able to pass through things and they may be able to be in many different areas at once, but it's just as real to them as, you know, 
me sitting on a chair and reading a book, you know, all that, everything can be physical in that aspect. But I mean, there's less density and then there's more density, so to speak. So we're in a very, very lower density realm. And there are other planets out there that are in the same kind of density that we are, of course, having their own experiences. But there's also the higher dimensions as well, too, to where they're able to, you know, transgress past ego, you know, that are in the higher astral or in the, the mental realms, the ethereal realms, the soul realms, etc. All those particular planes themselves have their own challenges, but they're challenges of a different nature. They're challenges of a different theme. So all depending on the density level that you're in relates to the kind of challenges that you need to transgress through so that you can transcend into higher dimensionality. And what's um, the highest uh, dimension or you know, uh, spiritual realm that, uh, that he's been to? That's something that really can't be answered because there is no idea of the universe being finite. It really is infinite. Um, there really is no answer to give to say, well, what is the highest? You know, it, there there can only be certain knowledge to what we can understand, to what we can comprehend that they can share with us from what their experience is like. But even with where they are right now, they have a hard time trying to communicate exactly what it is they're doing, what it is they're going through. Because Adronis himself is a light body. You know, he's very he's hardly ever uh, physicalized. He, and from our perspective, if he was to come into this realm, he simply could not move. But I mean, there's, there's, it's just, it's beyond non-physicality. It's beyond identity. It's beyond, you know, anything that we would idea, idealize with ego or personality archetypes. There's realms to where you have, you evolve completely past identity, to where you're back with the source itself. But I mean, there's just, it's, it's constantly flowing and it's constantly infinite. And there is really no highest point. There is no top of the ladder. It's just all these infinite rungs that you're going up one at a time to keep progressing and keep evolving and keep surpassing yourself and keep bringing yourself into a higher state of being. It's infinite. Okay. Because I was just wondering if he's ever been up to, you know, our creator's level. Um, I guess it's hard to say. I guess on a conscious level, consciousness level, uh, to some degree. I mean, there again, he's still going through his own experiences just as we are. So, I mean, it's not that he is, you know, in that particular form, you know, one with the creator. In a way, he is, but it's just on a different level that he is accompanying himself to try and give a relay to what we're talking about here. But, you know, I mean, his whole understanding is that he has a conscious contact with all that is. And, you know, each and every single one of us does. It's just that, think of it in the idea as if we're looking at a jigsaw puzzle that's completely incomplete. And Adronis himself is understanding more of that jigsaw puzzle that has been partially completed, but it's still not fully there. So as you go up to more and more of the densities and you go higher up, higher up, higher up, you're starting to see more and more of the completion of that jigsaw puzzle, but you're not able to see the full aspect of it. You can see more of it, but there's still certain parts of it that are still incomplete. And so, again, they're still going through their particular situations, and they do have their own connections with all that is in their own way that precipitates their own way of how they can convey knowledge to us. So, again, it's a really hard thing to say, but, I mean, just in his own way, he has more of a, of a bigger look at the jigsaw puzzle than we do in that sense, and that's what he attempts to relay back and forth with me and communicating with others. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was just curious about, you know, uh, what the higher levels were, were like if he's ever been there. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like he tries to explain exactly what the higher levels are like, but because of our language and because of the way we communicate, 
it's very, very challenging for him to, you know, trying to communicate with that. It's just that, you know, his mainly he has talked about that, you know, you have to let go of time and you have to let go of the confines of space is that, you know, you really have from their level, you can be anywhere in the universe consciously. You can go, you know, from one planet to another. You can go into other realms. You can communicate with other beings that are in other galaxies. And, you know, it's just, it's it's so deep. And, you know, it just, it can be really, really challenging, to, especially as me as a translator, to try and communicate with this because there's just so much that you can explain with this language without being completely confused or completely dumbfounded about it. But just from where he is, he is in a very, very lighter density of existence to where not everything is so physically solid to what we would understand. And he is able to bilocate. He is able to teleport. He is able to go to other particular realms, communicate with consciousnesses, communicate with collectives in a state of oneness themselves. He is able to uh, travel on board a, uh, a ship that's a Merkaba vessel that can, that can travel instantaneously anywhere in the universe. So, I mean, it's all of these forms that are just absolutely amazing, but there's only so much that you can really communicate in the basis of what we would understand as a verbal language. Really, for you to understand it, it's diving into the telepathy. It's diving in almost into like the dream state itself, so you get more of a subconscious understanding of what's going on and trying to relay that, pull that down into the conscious so that you can be more aware of what one is going through in the higher dimensions, higher densities. Okay, yeah, it's just like uh, doing, uh, you know, any type of uh, medium work, trying to communicate the messages we're getting. It's like, uh, you know. Yeah, and especially with Adronis, too, because he sends so much information. It's like having a big funnel on top of your head, and there he's dumping all this information, having all this information. you got this teeny, teeny little spout trying to come out and just squeeze a drop out of this huge river of information and again that's that's kind of how I compare it to it's just that you know you just you have so much information diving into this this big funnel and you know you can really only squeeze out so much at a time so you have to try and make that little drop that comes out as informative as sensical and as in that sense uh, understandable as possible to try and receive all of the information that he is but it's just you know it's just it's like trying to squeeze a little drop out of an ocean it's, it's very very challenging at times <laughs> I can almost hear a drone that's now saying, come on, Brad, you know, open up more. Come on, catch up here. <laughs> well, I mean, he's like that. It's just like, he's like, well, you know, we we understand that, you know, there's only so much that we can show you and there's so much that we can talk to you. And that's why, again, a lot of the times they use analogies and they really have to use analogies in certain forms because there's just no way to really express it in other ways. You know, it's like the, the example I use of the jigsaw puzzle. It's just that there's only so much that you can really convey in the form of example and the form of analogies to really try and get the point across of what they're trying to send to you telepathically. So it can be really challenging, but I mean, I think the analogy form does work a lot. But again, it's all depending on what's comfortable for the client. If they enjoy the analogies or if they want more straight answers, it all depends. So again, it can it can be challenging at times. And again, just being a, being a channel, it's about being as openly receptive as possible. It's about being, you know, kind of just being very, very familiar with your own language so that you can communicate clearly what's being said or what's being sent to you. All right. Uh, Erica, 631, you're on the air. Yes, hello. Hi, Jerry, um, how can we help you? I just wanted a reading and what's going on between me and my son and things like that. What do you see happening? Do you want me to answer that, uh, Michael? Yes, yeah. please. Okay. 
Um, well, again, there's there's only so much I can really read. Mainly how I read in that sense is um, particular forms. If there's another energy that's being talked about, usually that energy needs to come in just so I can kind of get a, a clairvoyance of it. My my kind of ability of intuitive uh, nature kind of relates more to when I actually feel the energy of that presence there. But um, what form of uh, what, what form of uh, challenging uh, idea are you going through with your son? Well, my ex got residential custody. I had it. He keeps fighting me, fighting me, and now he thinks I should have supervised visitation. He's nuts. I shouldn't, and I really should be getting the residential custody back one year or something. What do you see with all this? Well, the whole idea is you need to ask yourself that. And, again, what I've been talking about is that the future is momentum. So, again, one person can always say that there's there's this that could happen and there's this that could happen and there's this that could happen. But you being the person who is involved in these experiences can easily filter that out. So, really, the whole idea is if you're saying, well, I really am passionate about getting in full custody with my son or I really am passionate about getting this level of custody with my son, all you have to do is vibrate to that resonance and you have to go into that idea of saying that if this is what I'm passionate about, if this is what I need to work out, that's what I'm going to do. Your own certainty and your full intent itself relates to the outcome of what you want to go through. So again, you know, anything can really be said in this particular aspect that yes, you could get custody or no, you could have difficulties here. But again, you're the filter and you decide exactly what is the most appropriate action for you. So the whole idea is that this is the question that you really need to ask yourself. You need to ask yourself, well, what can I do? Am I really passionate about getting a a particular form of custody level with my son back? Well, yes, I am, and now I'm going to go for it. So all it is, again, is just you're not seeking for something. You're just becoming that vibration so that you can go and interlock with that vibration and have it come into your reality. So if you really do want to have a custody level, enter that vibration. Be passionate about it. Go into that area and start, you know, vibrating to that resonance and let that particular outcome manifest into your reality. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of people have a hard time understanding, um, you know, about uh, resonating with the situation. Yeah, yeah, because usually I don't, I usually don't do psychic readings or anything like that. Mostly I just kind of get a form of intuition of what may be going on. And uh, this is kind of what Adronis is like too as well too. Like he doesn't want to just read answer, read read an energy and saying, oh yes, this is going to happen to you. Because again, that's not empowerment. The whole idea of self-empowerment is to take responsibility for oneself. It's not about what a psychic tells you, you know, saying that may, may unfold six months ago. Because again, as the future is momentum, everything can change. You may have the momentum to go somewhere six months down the road, but if you have a sudden change in aspect in your in your conscience and you want to go somewhere else and you're going to find a different particular form of result out of that outcome, take responsibility for yourself. Look into the idea of what am I passionate in having manifested in my reality so I can make that my momentum, so that I can magnetize that energy into myself and make that the end result of where I want to go. Your own passion defines your reality. Everything that you have been through throughout your entire life, from when you were a baby to what you are right now, was all created through passion within perimeters. And so again, look at the perimeters that you have allowed yourself to contain who you are in this reality and discover exactly why are those perimeters there. Am I able to expand those perimeters? Am I able to take them down? What is it that's keeping me confined in this space? I want to broaden this space. So again, 
identify what you consider to be your conditioning. Identify what you consider to be those perimeters themselves and look into expanding them or look into taking them down. And then you'll find that you are taking responsibility for your own life. That it's not about one person telling you, well, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. It's about a knowingness and that you are in the knowingness vibration of saying, this is where I'm going and this is what I want and this is what I'm going to bring into my reality. And your passion will bring it forth. The universe is never going to contradict you. The only person that will prevent you from getting to where you want to go is yourself. Look into the idea of completely unconditioning yourself and going exactly where you want to go in life. Because we don't have any, uh, we can control what's going on in, uh, you know, tomorrow. Everything is control. That's right. And I mean, really, everything that happens that you know, if we feel we can't control, again, that's part of a belief system. You know, some people do believe in fate. And, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, oh, it's not up to me. It's just up to some other force that's out there that's going to tell me exactly, you know, where I'm going to go or what I'm going to do and all that stuff like that. You have to understand that, yes, you are functioning within a collective consciousness and that there are other co-creators here with you. And if there are other particular projects or experiences that you're going through with those co-creators, you're functioning in that group consciousness. But everything that you want to do yourself as a sole creator you have the ability to do it. You know, if you want to get up tomorrow and go to Hawaii and start booking that money, that, that flight, you have the money in the bank and you want to go to Hawaii tomorrow and you want to fly over there, go right ahead. Because, again, if you have the ability, if you have that drive to do so, nothing is going to stop you. Again, you are the only person who can stop you. Cool. Let's go ahead and see who else we can get some good advice to and help out. Eric code 831, you're on the air. Thank you for taking my calls. Uh, You're my welcome. Call. <laughs> um, uh, my name is Tina, and I was just wondering if um, <clears throat> any of my guides and or angels have a message for me, um, anything that pops up, even if it doesn't make sense, I know that I can make sense out of it. I'm getting the feeling of health. How are you feeling with uh, dietary? How do you How do you feel with your overall health and nature? Well, I'm sick today, <laughs> and exactly I'm having right. some <laughs> some issues uh, okay. that the doctors are aware of, and I'm just sort of visualizing a positive outcome, and I also feel that it is a part of my future as well. Okay, what sort of uh, what sort of dietary uh, forms do you have right now? Like, what kind of food do you often eat? Well, I'm eating a lot of yogurt, a lot of grape nuts. I've been adding a lot more. Um, fruit into my diet, water, um, really my taste buds seem to be changing and I'm really, really happy about that um, because it's good. It's really good that I've um, been really changing what I put into my, my diet and um, I'm so happy about that. How do you feel about uh, going completely organic, having your own garden or having being part of a community garden or having organic food um, and just really taking I that? feel that would be so good for my body as well That's as right. just listen. I'm really beginning to listen mm -hmm. to my body and I, balance comes up for me and um, yep. health and sleep and meditation Grounding, centering, and shielding. I sort of got a lesson yesterday. <laughs> for me, I really like to do that. And if I don't, unfortunately for me, I will absorb 
people's emotions, and it um, I got a real good reminder on top of coming down with a fe- fever. So, <laughs> um, oh well, the yeah. funny thing is, I had a I had a fever myself a couple of weeks ago, actually. And uh, what I've discovered is it's actually it's actually a kind of a good thing because what you're doing is your body is going through a purging of dense energies, kind of like how the Earth has her volcanoes or has her earthquakes in that sense to represent Earth changes to help her purge dense energies of yourself. Your forms that represent, you know, sickness, nausea, fever, flu itself are all parts of a lot of dense purging. And a lot of these forms come to the surface. So when your body is purging this, this creates a physical representation of a particular ailment that you may get. For example, it is a, a, a flu or a fever. Or you may start to have a lot of triggering of, triggering of emotional imbalances. Uh, there are people that uh, get increased blood pressure. There are people who get a lot of heart palpitations. There are people that get headaches and, you know, that may have these emotional outbursts. You know, they may feel more panicky or they may feel more fearful. But the whole idea is that all the purging that is going on in your body because you're changing your diet or, you know, you're adapting to new systems itself, dietary requirements, you may be taking up meditation, you're diving more into the spiritual aspect a lot more than usual, all these dense energies have to shed because they're no longer harmonized to your vibration. And so as these, uh, uh, these energies shed from your vibration, this is what creates that idea. And really the whole idea is just the key to look to stabilization, is looking to stabilize yourself, stabilizing your position, and just continuing to go with the flow of diets, you know, drinking lots of water, uh, doing a lot of exercise, uh, doing a lot of meditation, doing yoga, whatever you feel is really, really important to you. Uh, it's what Adronas calls the three key process to peak performance in the human body is, you know, your diet, your physical exercise, and your spiritual and mental uh, exercise as well. And so whenever you start to feel this purging, just start to get into that centering space. Just understand my body is going through this because it's purging the energies. It needs to vibrate to a higher level. You're shedding all these particular really heavy, heavy energies that you don't need anymore. Jonas has often called it that thinking of a, you know, when a, when a rock is thrown into the ocean, and of course it's going to sink. But if you are accepting with all the purging that's coming in and you're understanding that your body is changing and it's going through a process, basically what's going to happen is you're going to go from a rock to an air bubble. And that air bubble is going to rise all the way to the top of the water and it's going to pop and then you're going to become vapor. And you're going to go higher and higher and higher into the lighter densities. So again, see it as a process. See it as something that your body is just going through to evolve you into a higher level. And when you're able to go through that in a smooth way, as smooth as you can possibly make it, you're going to notice that there's going to be exponential changes. Your abundance will come through a lot more stronger. You'll be able to attract things a lot more quicker. You'll be able to develop a sharper, keen resonance with your ESP abilities. All these things will start to accelerate as long as you see it more in the idea of an understandable, soothing transition that you are just mellowing yourself out during all this process itself. Does this make sense? Yeah, that's so beautiful, and especially when you talked about the ESP. And yeah. I feel as as though I'm listening to my body, and and going through these changes and seeing a array of things that um, that my guides have really gently been nudging at me for quite some time, and I'm actually listening, and I'm really proud of myself. But what happens is um, when I do the inner work. Um, then my third eye seems to be opening wider and wider. And I had asked back in 2008 when I had what I like to refer as my reawakening. Um, I asked very a couple of days later, and I asked, could you guys please ease me into this? 
And I am just brought to tears that not only did they respect my wishes, very lovingly coming from, for my highest and most best good, they patiently just watch until the light bulb goes on. <laughs> and it's it's just so um, moving for me, um, you know. So thank you for what you picked up on because it everything resonates with what you were talking about and you know, I love the metaphor you used about the bubble and the rock because I firmly believe what you're saying is true. It can be such a a, a smooth process, um, you know, rather than it being the rock. Um, when you really listen and try to understand what it is that's going on, and for me, if I don't, because sometimes I'm so close, like I, I'm in my own way, I'll ask for clarity and resolution in this situation, but I also ask that blessings for everybody involved in my situation, that we can all be affected in some way, and then I'll actually write it down after saying it, go to sleep, and lo and behold, it's almost as if information was either downloaded or it's through the precognitive dreams. Um, It's just amazing. (laughs) Writing and drawing. Yeah, that's the thing as well, too. Like, I get the kind of third-eye vision as well, too, that your guides are kind of, like, you know, massaging your shoulders when you're finally in the part of letting go and saying, there you go, now breathe, and just let it come, and let it come. You know, and that that's when they're really at the most perceptive, and they will always respect your wishes, no matter what those wishes are. They're always here just to help you because they unconditionally love you. I mean, these guides are, are all part of connections that you have had in previous lives or lives that may be lying ahead. So, I mean, they're always going to react in a very unconditional manner. They're always going to respect you, and they're always willing to help you in any way that you are allowing yourself to have received help from them. So, I mean, they're always going to help uh, take care of you in that particular aspect, and they're always here to assist. So, I mean, that's, that's always a good kind of feeling as well, too, is that you have such really uh, wonderful, amazing guides. Uh, some of them I can even feel on an angelic level as well, too, that are just with you and just here all the way for you and just uh, offering you lots of love. It's just so beautiful. It it really makes me, when I look at people around me, want to pay forward what they have done for me to everyone that I come in contact with. And I know I'm human, and like yesterday was a day where I was just crying, saying, oh, my goodness, what is going on? Um, <laughs> but I know what was going on now. But I've been asking to please look first through Domenini's eyes, second through my own when I'm doing my daily affirmations. And I had no idea how powerful that statement is um, because I feel such a change. But thank you so, so much for um, giving me guidance and everything that you were uh, picking up. And I absolutely love your energy. Love this show, by the way. The uh, best people come on here, in my opinion, because as in my perspective, we're all sort of on our journey and kind of asking, you know, what is my soul's purpose? Or maybe you're married to somebody who's had an awakening or you have children or whatever the reason is that you're here, these tools and information that um, you give out and and the variety of people who have given out um, help each of us move forward with so much support and clarity. And it really it brings me to tears. So I just want to say thank you for taking action um, for giving your time so freely. It's so, so appreciated, not only by me, but I'm speaking for the other people who maybe aren't calm, you know, maybe aren't raising their hand for whatever their reasons are. I, I can just feel it. So I just wanted to give that to you and give you a big hug through the phone and 
thank you guys so much for allowing me to make a comment and just speaking with me tonight. And I'm so grateful again for what you shared. I'm going to be downloading what I missed. I came in late, and I'm so happy there's still time left to um, hear the remainder of the show and then download what I missed. So <laughs> many blessings to both of you, and well, thank, uh, thank, you. thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Okay, sorry, I got distracted there for a moment in, in our chat room, so. No problem. Yeah, it's kind of interesting working a switchboard and uh, having a chat room, too, and people come in and decide to go ahead and spam the chat room with uh, with their websites that lead to uh, viruses on your computer. <laughs> Erica 336, you're on the air. Hello, hi, how are you? Doing great there, how can we help you? Um, yeah, like I have a question. Like I can ask a specific question, right? Like a relationship question. Is that okay? Okay. Um, yeah, like um I have this guy friend, like he was actually my ex boyfriend and I just sent him an email today telling him that I'm not comfortable to keep in touch with him anymore. And I'm at least like you know, I guess I wanted at least an acknowledgement that he received it and that he would respect my decision and, you know, like, kind of have, like, some kind of adult conversation, like, for closure. Like, um, what can I expect from this person, like, with my, you know, with the email that I sent him? Well, again, this is this is kind of the question you have, you need to ask yourself. Do you feel this person still has a lot of strong feelings for you? What is that? I'm sorry. Do you feel this person still has a lot of strong feelings for you on a relationship level? Um, like he just told me like a week, like a week ago that he loves me and like he wants to work things out for me, but every time, with me, but every time, like I get serious, like I get serious about like how, I mean, every time I start to think of how, like if we could like, you know, actually have an actual plan on how to make things work, you know, like just be adult and everything and stop like playing around. Um, okay. he avoids the conversation, so I just, like, at one point, like, at one point this week, I just got tired, and I'm like, okay, I don't need this anymore, and I want to move on, and now I'm not hearing from him. Like, every time I send him, like, sweet, nice messages, like, he would respond to me, like, really quick, like, in a second, but when I get serious and, like, tell him what's really bothering me, like, he would, you know, like, just avoid the whole thing, and like not email me for days and then later on he'd be back and then emailing me like I didn't say anything that matters to me. Okay. So how do you see yourself uh, in the future, I guess you could say, with this person? Do you feel that it's over? Do you feel that there's something that's still there? Do you feel that there's something that could be worked out or do you feel that you're able to move on? Um, I feel like I really love this person and I have been trying to move on from him like from like over like two years and it, like, we just keeps coming back and coming back, and now I just, re- like, want to move on, but I'm really having a hard time, especially when he's not even helping me get my closure, you know what I mean? Right, right. And this is this is the time is really, if you feel that you are passionate and moving on, then it's time to really notify him that it is time to move on. And really the whole idea is that whether he feels he's able to listen to that or not, 
you yourself have made that decision. You yourself have felt that it is time now to, you know, close this off, for me to move on, for me to, you know, look into other particular uh, endeavors that may come up. And, you know, sometimes the, the people that are responding to that may take it well and they may not. But the whole idea is that you're making a decision, you're being a creator here, and you're deciding through your own passion that, you know, it's time to end this, it's time to move on. So, again, as long as you are within the certainty of that alignment, then you are able to move into that particular frequency and say, okay, this is exactly what I want now. How he reacts is completely how he decides to react. But if you know that it's time to move on, that's what's important to remember. So just really understand that mentality and let that really be the clarity within yourself to help you transgress past the situation. Okay. Thank you. So, um, like, like, how do you see he would react? Like, he would just not respond? Or Again, it's not about it's not about worrying too much about how he would react. It's about your own certainty to decide exactly it's time to move on. So, again, this is the thing. This is what keeps you bonded together into that communication to where you've had this, you know, relaying for weeks, months, years, et cetera, is that you're too concerned about what is going to be his reaction. But, again, it's about what you want and about you feeling that you want to move on. How his reaction is, truly isn't that point isn't the point here. It's about you taking the empowerment yourself and knowing yourself that you're ready to move on. How he reacts is completely how he reacts. But at least you know this is what you want and this is how you feel you want to want to move on from the situation. Okay. I understand. So it's like in the long okay. term it doesn't matter anymore like what he thinks Absolutely. because it's about what you feel is most comfortable with you because you are yourself. And you know, he, he may there may be a point to where he he may not like this and he may be upset and all that stuff like that. But that's him going through his own dramas. That's him going through his own trials and tribulations that he needs to go through to help him build more into who he needs to be. But as long as you feel that you're able to let go, that you're able to cut the cord and that you're able to move on that's what's important here, and that's the key issue here in that sense. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Have Thanks. a great night. You too. Nine five four, you're on the air. Fabulous. Hi, Michael. Hi, dear. How can we help you? Um, well, I just wanted to ask, and as you know, I have a four day boot camp coming up. And um, I'm getting a little nervous, so I just kind of want to get an idea as to, like, how it's going to turn out and, uh, you know, number of people and um, that sort of thing. What kind of boot camp? It's a social media marketing boot camp. Okay. Social media marketing? Yes. Okay. Um, what sort of – do you feel like there's a lot of jitteriness there? Do you feel that there's something that might make you nervous? Do you feel that there's something that, you know, might say, ooh, you know, I should go for this or I shouldn't. You know, what kind of feelings oh, do you experience? Nothing like that. Um I I um I'm uh I once I make a decision to do something, I'm um I pretty much go forward with it, whether it's you know, two people that will show up or twenty people that show up or whatever. I'm just trying to get an idea as to like um numbers wise, like how many people will be in the class and that sort of thing. And I mean we're doing a lot of work with the we have this free tele I have free teleconference seminars set up next week and um I have a free seminar that uh, people are RSVPing for um, for next week, and it's actually almost full that we have to create another seminar back-to-back for it. So the it's not like the need isn't there or the want isn't want to go. I mean, I do have a little bit of a high price point, but it's 30 hours of my time, and it took me three years to get there. So it's not that 
I have any concerns of it not happening and not going forth with it. I mean, I have, I just trying to get an idea because it's, you know, does it, it's less does it than a month away. Does it, excite you a, does it excite you a lot to go to the boot camps? Is it very exciting to you? Um, I'm in, I'm excited about it because it's taken me a long okay. time to get to this point, and Excellent. um, you know I'm I'm um, anxious I guess, and yep. I am just uh just trying to get a feel for like you know what to look forward to because I I keep trying to keep a positive mindset to say right. okay this is you know we're gonna fill the classroom we're gonna do this we're gonna do that you know but I I just can't seem to work myself up to that because right. I keep my body it's my body and my mind is um been grown up around the negative connotation. So like right. your my mind is like subconsciously automatically doing the the negative, no you can't do this and I'm yeah. force constantly forcing myself to say yes you can. It's the constant battle yeah. in my mind every day and it gives me a headache. Well that's so the thing I'm too, is your mind your mind wants to set that your mind wants to set expectations and it wants to have continuity and it wants to have certainty in the particular forms of ideas. But everything that you attract, whether the people are there as a small group or whether it's a large group, those people are meant to be there. So really the whole idea is to is to really go into the essence of the excitement itself, saying, Oh my goodness, now there's a boot camp that's coming. I'm really excited about this. I'm I can't wait for this to happen. Contain that energy and just and just live that energy and imagine that energy is just moving from the bottom of your feet all the way to the top of your head and say, Oh my god, this is so exciting. I can't wait till this happens. I can't wait till I go here and I can't wait to have this experience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And again, when you capture the essence and you're so much in your joy nothing else matters. You're just in your own space. You're in this void of complete excitement. And your ego wants to try and say, oh, my God, okay, well, you got to know how many people are there. you got to know, you know what's going to be talked about. Right. Exactly. That doesn't matter. The whole idea is that you're right there. You're in the essence of the experience. This is something I've waited so long to have, and now it's finally coming to pass. I can't wait. I'm not going to set any expectations. I'm just going to be in the vibration that I need to be. I'm going to be in my excitement. I'm going to just capture the essence, and I'm just going to enjoy every single minute that this has to offer. When you don't set expectations or something, there are going to be things that are going to go beyond anything you can possibly imagine. So this is why it's so important just to stay in the essence of that excitement of what this uh, situation represents to you. And when you're able to do that, then you're just going to go leaps and bounds, and you're going to meet people you never thought you'd meet before. You're going to have experiences you never thought you would have before by just being completely lucid in the now and just having that essence of excitement contained within you and just flowing throughout yourself. Okay. Fabulous. All right. Thank and you good so luck, much. I hope you, I, hope, I hope you have a wonderful boot camp. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, dear. All right. Bye-bye. Um, good question. Why did uh, Adronis contact you now? Well, he contacted uh, me back in 2008. I think it was that he has always been with me. It's just in the sense that I never really attuned to his presence because I always felt, you know, as a kid that there was there was something else in, in my life that I wasn't missing or that I wasn't, you know, taking in in that sense. The whole idea is that your guides, you know, all that all who are meant to be with you are always there. It's just that your awareness defines exactly how you interpret them. And so what has happened to me from what I've really looked back on is that through that time of December to when I did communicate with him is that I was finally able to become aware of someone who has been with me for my whole life. And really that's just the point is just that as vibration synchronizes with other vibration, then you're able to pick up on things that you didn't realize were there before. And it was just a simple particular form of blossoming awakening that happened to me 
that gave me the realization, oh my God, Adronis is here, oh my God, he's helping me, and he is this Syrian consciousness, and he is a future version of himself, because I was able to match, synchronize with that alignment, and of course have this conversation come through. So again, everything happens in divine timing. That's why, you know, there's some people that are able to get the job that they've always wanted, but it took such a long time to get it. Well, they had to synchronize to it. You know, as Adronis would say as well, too, there is no failure. There is only attempt. And so all you're doing is you're attempting to calibrate yourself so that you can finally interlock with a frequency that matches your passion. And so you attempt to do that, and you attempt to do that, and you attempt to do that. And there are people that just get so discouraged who adapt the belief system of failure into themselves and saying, oh, the heck with this. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm constantly failing all the time, all the time, all the time. No, you're not. All you're doing is you're calibrating your vibration through attempt until you are finally within the harmonic to finally reach that level of frequency that you can lockstep with and finally have that experience that you wanted. And so in a sense, that's what happened with me at the Dronus, and that's what can happen with other people, how they get these quote-unquote aha moments. It's all just interlocking with the particular form of frequency at the divine form of synchronistic timing needed for it to come through. Cool. Okay. Yeah, because we had some uh, one, uh, people in the chat room wondering why, you know, they're contacting you, um, you know, in this part of your life, this time, uh, time frame in your life right now. Well, again, this is all part of the blossoming experience, like I said, is that in my time of my life, it was just my own divine synchronous plan to awaken in 2008. And it was just my divine plan to really carry on this particular form of timing because this is the divine synchronistic orchestra of my own life. And again, everybody will have these awakening times that there's going to be a very specific time within your life that a triggering download like this is going to happen to where you have the, the urge, the sensation to connect with another particular form of frequency that just represents that portion of yourself. It's not about time. It's always about timing. It doesn't matter if you have the situation if you're 5, if you're 10, if you're 15, if you're 30, if you're 80. It doesn't matter. The whole idea is that everything happens for a reason and that the synchronistic timing comes in when the moment is perfect for it. Your timing, your synchronicity, what you are truly abundant about, will often come when you least expect it. It will come in and it will harmonize with you and it will align because you're finally within the receptive vibration to accept it and then interlock with it and then allowing this thing to come in. You know, everything that you're experiencing in your life is a divine synchronistic orchestra. You know, you're going to have the part to where, you know, the the music in the beginning is very, very mellow. Then it starts to get really, really intense and then there's a blast to where the, you know, the final part comes in and it just throws you so much. Music itself needs those timing points in order for it to become music. You yourself need those timing points to become you as you are meant to be at the timing that is appropriate for you to transcend, to move into that higher alignment. And just from my own perspective, from who I am, 2008 of December was the time for me to really interlock the drones, have that communication and hear that overwhelming, wonderful, beautiful, synchronistic orchestra that came to life. Okay. Um, uh, are there any others other than Dronus who are in, you know, they come through and channel through you? No, not really. As I said, mostly just right now, it's mostly just Dronus that I've talked to. Now, sometimes I may have, like, whispers of other people's guides that come in. You know, sometimes if I'm talking to somebody and, you know, they're asking about their guides or depending on what their question is, I may get this kind of sweet whisper in my ear. 
and I just get that intuitive feeling that you know it's it's a guide or something like that. It's something important to relate to them, because how I channel with Adronis is I don't hear voices at all. There's no voice in my head. That's not exactly how it works. Through my own state of channeling, is that my own consciousness is kind of placed on the back burner, and I have this open void of you know conscious intent to receive the subconscious information. Adronis's information comes in the form of thought patterns that are relayed from the subconscious into the conscious that to where I receive them and then it's all vocalized. It's what they would call a telepathic relay. But again, it's all just like it's just like bursts of bursts of intuition, bursts of aha moments that you get inside your head to where you receive these thoughts and these thoughts are adronuses. It's like when an actor becomes the part. The actor becomes a part and he becomes this character. It's like with me too. When I get into that alignment, I go into a state of meditation. And then I start to feel Adronis' presence coming in. I feel his thought patterns coming in my head. I know that my thoughts are changing. I've trained myself to realize what my own thoughts are in comparison to what Adronis' thoughts are. And so Adronis' thoughts come in, and then I start relaying that information. But again, there's no voice. It all has to do with the direct download telepathic relay that some can refer to as channeling, that some can refer to as telepathic relay, that some can refer to as hypercommunication. It all depends on what you feel is appropriate for your own definitions. But that's basically my own process of how I communicate with Adronis. It's all telepathic downloads coming into thought patterns and being relayed from the subconscious to the conscious, abridged to where there is this vocalization of communication. It's an interesting way to communicate. Absolutely. It's wonderful. (laughs) And you said, too, a lot of the information stays with you that so you're able to uh, understand yeah, what's going yeah, on? Like, yes, yeah, sometimes they'll get third-eye visions of what is being said. Um, sometimes there'll be kind of like metaphorical imagery that can kind of sum up their situation. Uh, but I kind of I kind of capture the essence of what's being talked about. I don't, I don't always pay attention to every single word that's coming out because it comes out so fast and so quick and so unexpected and just it just naturally flows that way. So everything that comes through, you know, again, I record a lot of my sessions and I mostly just go back on it, but I understand the essence of what's being talked about, even though I didn't pick up every single word, the essence remains. And that's what really, uh, uh, you know, keeps it contained within myself to gain more and more knowledge, more insight to what is. Cool. Uh, Erica 347, you're on the air. Yes. Hi, this is Gina. Hi, Gina. How can we help you? Hi, Gina. Good. Um, I guess I just want I'm going through a lot of changes right now in my life and um I just want to see if the reader has any insight for me as to uh what's next. What form of changes are you experiencing? Um, well I I have to move out of my apartment. Um not quite sure where I'm gonna be moving to. Uh, I'm gonna stay with a friend for a little bit just to get myself back on my feet and um I'm looking for work and uh just looking to um yeah, to work and and um I, I just feel like I'm in a very good period right now, but um I guess I'm I just want some insight to help me. Are you looking for a particular change in career that you're more passionate about? Um, well I, I love my career. It's just that it's not paying enough right now. Um okay. I really lo- I really love what I do. It's just uh freelance, so it's only seasonal. 
and I'd like something that's um, that I'd lo- like some more work or um, exactly what I do, but just expand it a little bit more. Okay, because this is what just kind of what I felt as well too is that you have a very good love for this thing, but it can always be adaptive to what you are going with, so that it can be more expansive. So, is there a particular thing that you are doing freelance? What is the career exactly? Uh, I work in fashion. In fashion, fashion. okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I do like production, okay. event production, work with models. Okay. And I love that. Yeah. I've I've always loved that. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of there's a lot of leeway to how that can kind of manifest itself. There's a lot of opportunity in many different forms of sections itself that relate to fashion as well too. So really what it says is that there's one particular avenue within the fashion field that you feel isn't working out with you. Explore other particular facets within fashion that may be more abundant for you so that you can look into that may actually offer more opportunity than one particular avenue in compared to another. That's just kind of the feeling that I've gotten from, from the changes okay. coming. Um, and what do you get about um, uh, me finding work, I guess? Well, this is, this, is, this is basically it, is that if you're able to look into a lot of different facets that relate to fashion, and you're going to find something that I feel will uh, really uh, reflect with you, and there's a good opportunity there that there's some more... Uh, I guess you could say opportunity coming in in that particular facet of fashion in particular to what you're used to to going through. So again, fashion has many different levels or many different facets. So again, if you're able just to kind of rotate that crystal a bit, just look at the other particular facets that you may not have been aware of that were there before, then you may be able to discover something that you realize uh, that you may never never consider before. Um, What else? Um, I've been receiving a lot of messages from... um uh, spirit guide. My family is from yep. the Caribbean, um, from Haiti, and okay. I've been um, receiving a lot of messages from one of the spirits. Um, his name is Bavon, and um, I'm just I wanted to know if you had any um, insight on that or why he. Keeps sorry, his it. sorry, his name is what? Bavon, B-A-R-O-N. B-A-R-O-N. Okay, Bavon. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if there's any other particular form of information that he may want to improve. How do you feel about traveling? I love travel. (laughs) Is there a particular place that really uh, just just resonates with you so much that's something you'd really love to visit? Um, Well, I just came back from Europe, but I really love Europe in general. So. Okay. What particular? Is there a particular area in Europe? Um, Where do I love in Europe? Um, I love France. Yeah. Okay. I love France. So if there's if there's an area that you haven't traveled with that you know you feel you want to travel, uh, the feeling is there is that just kind of kind of tap into that source and tap into that source. And as you start to look for work in the fashion uh, part, that, you know where you're discovering other facets, there's going to be some sort of relationship. There's going to be an interconnectivity between that job and your travel itself. So there's something that could arise. Again, this is momentum. This isn't a certainty, but there's a momentum that could arise that interrelates to a new facet within the fashion industry that you may find that may involve travel. So what you can do is look into that aspect of travel itself, if you are very passionate about Paris, to really just kind of harmonize with that and just be so excited about Paris. You know, think about it, 15, 20 minutes a day, and just say, oh, my God, how I'd love to go there again, and or go there for the first time, however you want to do it, and just say, I would love to go there, and just, you know, just kind of adapt to that frequency, and then you may start to feel that an interrelationship between that traveling connection and the connection between the new facet of fashion itself may come together, and you may, in that sense, have two birds together with one stone, in that sense. 
So again, that's just something to be mindful of in the idea of what could be a, around your corner in the formament. Got it. Okay. Um, right. so, you, so you get that he's trying to communicate travel, is that it? Or? Sorry? Uh, I'm sorry, so you get that he's trying to communicate travel? There, there was just something that came through to me that I felt was, was through travel. It may have been just from your own essence itself, from your own guidance itself that mm-hmm. came through, but there's something in regards to travel there, yeah. Okay, great. Travel travel and job can be combined into one in that sense. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I want. I definitely want to work and um be able to travel to um different countries. So absolutely. That, that there you go. <laughs> All okay. the best. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye dear. I had somebody in our chat room ask me two questions I wanted to ask you. I guess they didn't want to ask over the airwaves and they know I'm gutsy enough to ask anyways. Okay. Uh they wanted to know first of all, they wanted to know if you're on Facebook. And how, if so, yes, how can they find you? Uh, just go to adronis.org. That's A-D-R-O-N-I-S dot org. Uh, just go on to the, uh, you'll see the main page. Just scroll down. You'll see a few buttons. And just click on the home button. And when you get onto that main page, scroll down a bit, and you'll see my Facebook badge right there. Just click on my Facebook badge, and you can add me as well. Okay. And uh, I got a woman in the chat room wanted to know if you were single. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't think I'll go there right now, but thanks for asking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Eric code three, uh, switch photo lock correctly here. Eric code three, six, zero, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, dear, how can we help Hello? you? Uh, well, um, I've been reading about that uh, government shutdown thing, where they might, you know, Stop yes. being in the military and all that, and I'm wondering what do you think about that? What well, I mean, the whole, idea, the whole idea of a government shutdown is really inevitable. I mean, it's something that will eventually happen. It's just a question of when. You know, there's a lot of people that say that this may happen very, very soon, and then this may be or could be extended a couple extra months. It's hard to say. But the feeling I've gotten to as well is that it is something that needs to happen because any particular system that does not represent the divine harmonic of what the universal balance is is designed to fall. So anything that represents, you know, uh, you know, government, you know, that's that's corrupt and is not, you know, you know, is not following the people's uh, wisdom, the, following the people's uh, wishes themselves, you know, that's that's the disharmony of the system. And you know, those systems are meant to self-destruct. So I mean, really, the whole idea is that the universe is attempting to tell the collective consciousness, it's time now for you to start taking responsibility for yourselves, because now that you've seen a lot of uh, corruption and a lot of different forms of situations that have emerged to be very, very distrustful of your government, is this not the time now to move on? And so this is pretty much what's going on with the whole feeling of government collapse. You know, of course, we've seen other governments across the planet and other countries collapse as well, too. So, I mean, it's it's never really a question of when it's happened. It's just the acceptance of knowing that this is going to happen. And it's really a question that you need to ask yourself, well, where do I see myself going in the long run? You know, am I going to be very, very dependent on a monetary system? Am I going to be very, very dependent on, you know, having a government attempt to, quote, unquote, look after me when, you know, I really haven't gotten my say out there? You know, all the things that I've voted for, you know, where is it? Where is it coming to pass? So, again, you really just need to look into the aspect of yourself to decide exactly what is the reality you want to create? What is the earth that you want to create? What form of community can be created? It's not about looking, oh my goodness, this thing is going to fall, but it's looking at the idea of being a problem solver. And it's looking into the aspect of saying, okay, well, this is happening. 
I would love to see, I would love to do this. And I love to meet people of like mind. You know, we can get together in groups and we can talk about certain things. And this is happening all over the planet right now. If you look at, um, if you look at Greece right now with what they happened, they had a, uh, happened to them, they had a bankruptcy and, you know, they're, they're going a lot into trade and barter situations. They're going a lot into micro community development. Um, you know, I think one of the, I think it's North Dakota right now that has its own state bank that their economy is flourishing as well too. So again, if you, if you just really start doing some research and discover exactly what you want to create out of this reality and just being aware of what is out there that really resonates with you and just pull that vibration in and start meeting those people of like mind that want to have a similar world like that and just see all these particular things that can unfold that will really change your life around for the better rather than the idea of worrying what's going to happen to a corrupted, twisted government. You know, they're meant to fall. Anything that represents corruption is meant to collapse under its own weight. It's just it's going to self-destruct. So, again, it's just about being mindful what you consider to be very, very prudent uh, and and uh, prolific in your own reality that you want to bring in. Hmm. I'm just wondering what's going to happen to everybody if they quit paying the military and if they take Social Security away from all the people that are dependent on I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's not really something that you need too much information on. I think you have a feeling of what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, it's, for some people it's going to be very challenging times and for some people it's going to be, you know, a transition that many may not accept and may have a really, really hard struggle with. And there may be those, again, that understand that this is coming and are preparing. So, again, it's really looking at the idea of if you're going to dive in that one aspect or the other. And so, I mean, you know, unfortunately those things can happen to where that happens. But, again, you know, it's all about preparation and knowing exactly where you want to be to, you know, when the when the axe falls and that self-destruction happens, where are you going to allow yourself to be? Are you going to dive into the chaos or are you going to look into resolution? I mean, it's just, it's really that choice. And unfortunately, that's that's the choice we have to make. It's chaos or resolution. That's the key. Mm-hmm. So about taking self-responsibility, that's the key here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Have a great night, dear. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And I know I know it can be hard for people to really accept this as well too because they they understand that you know a lot of people are in the military you know we affected this people with their pensions and social security and you know that's that's perfectly understandable but again this is what the universe is attempting to tell us is, you know that we've been so complacent on feeling that you know someone is attempting to take care of us but that's not the lesson that you're here to learn you're learning you're here to learn about self responsibility you're here to you know kind of sniff out what is corrupt and evolve past that system. It's just that people who are so addicted to those systems that represent corruption and that represent, you know, that form of, you know, distrust, those are meant to collapse under their own weight. So, I mean, it's really a decision that everybody has to make. It's like some people really don't want to do anything until it actually happens, and then it's too late, and then they fall into the vibration of chaos. So, again, you know, again, no one's saying when this is happening, but you know it's going to happen because anything that's disharmonious can't survive into a shift where the earth itself is ascending into new consciousness. If you really want to go along for that ride, you have to take responsibility for yourself. And you have to understand that these are particular systems that are collapsing. And, you know, I really want to get prepared and I want to look into particular new situations that represent the best situations, the best elements of who I am to go into these situations and understand that I can make this change. Because, again... No one is here to make a change for you. You have to make the change for yourself. This is, again, taking self-responsibility, being self-empowered, 
and knowing what is before you so that you can make the decision that's right for you to bring yourself into more of a harmonious level. Yeah. Uh, has Adronis mentioned anything to you about what we can expect in the future? Well, again, the future is ever-changing, but I guess to sum it up, like I've been talking about, you know, you're going to see the collapse of systems that represent disharmony. All of those disharmonious systems that are corrupt, that are untrustworthy, are going to collapse, and that's exactly what's going to happen. And there are going to be people that are going to be very, very upset about this, and you know, there are also going to be people who are prepared for this and are able to bring in new systems to where the old system is falling. You know, again, look at that old building that's crumbling apart and about to fall down, and then there's other people across the way that are building a new foundation, a whole new structure that's never been conceived of before, to where all these new systems are being put in place so that humanity can move into a natural, balanced harmony with the universe, rather than the idea of feeling so complacent with systems that are corrupted. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, all the systems that represent that government is is a corrupt nature because again it's not going through the will of the people you know the people you know, people who vote for the presidency and stuff like that you know you're hardly ever going to find anything that you actually wanted out of that presidency to come to pass you know no one's going to vote for war no one's going to vote for tax hikes etc cetera, etc cetera. you know so again this is all part of the corruption you have to look into the idea of adapting into something that represents you that brings out your passion and your joy this is really something to keep in mind Cool. Uh, we have somebody in the chat room found your your Facebook page, your your personal one on there. Okay. <laughs> so they got a friend request, and then they got your fan page too. Okay. Yeah. If you go to adronus.org, there's a lot of different services that I offer. Again, I do offer a private session with Adronus, and I just recently brought up a new program, which is called the Self Empowerment Training Program. This has nothing to do with personal coaching or business coaching or anything like that. This is simply self empowerment. This is mentorship. This is kind of what I would bring into the idea. Of you know if, if you were channeling with a dronus and you want to get advice and you know all it is is mentorship. It's not about you know personal coaching or anything like that because you know I know there's a lot of different intermixed forms of accredited nature that needs to happen there. But with the self empowerment training program, all it is is the divine mentorship. As if you were to have a mentor in your house just to help give you some advice here and there that can help you to you know to bring you onto a path that's more harmonious to you, to help you fulfill your passion to help remind you, you know, who you truly are. That's the nature of the self-empowerment training uh, uh, course that's on there right now you can take a look at. And, of course, private sessions as well. I also have a lot of products on there, too, that you can download so you can learn how to channel, so you can learn how to do energetic healing, so that you can learn more about self-development. That's all there in the uh, Adrenaline Space courses. So just feel free to check out the website. There's a lot of information there. And, again, if you have any other questions, you can always drop me a line on Facebook or you can always drop me an email at info at adronis.org. That's I-N-F-O at adronis.org, A-D-R-O-N-I-S.org. So what's your uh, next big event that you're going to be um, going to? Uh, yes, I'm going to be doing a self-empowerment tour in Portland and um, Seattle. I'm going to be going to Portland on the 17th. Uh, again, you can find all the details on adronus.org, and then I'll be going to Seattle on the 18th. We unfortunately had a cancellation with California due to a lot of travel, travel difficulties, but I'll be doing the Portland and Seattle shows. That's coming up. Uh, I'm also going to be doing uh, some local stuff here. I'm going to be doing a psychic fair at the end of the month, 
And uh, the big event that's coming up is going to be in August, and that's known as the Canadian Spiritual Freedom Tour. And basically what that is is me with a few other people who are passionate and traveling with me to travel across the, pl- uh, travel across the country, not the planet, travel across Canada just to uh, you know, show a lot of the nature of self-empowerment and freedom and free will and see exactly how each and every single one of us can learn off each other, uh, you know, gain a lot of experience and knowledge to uh, all the changes that are happening. And so it really is kind of like a, a self-empowerment, a mentorship. And, you know, it's, it's edutainment. That's really how I like to put it. And that's the Canadian Spiritual Freedom Tour. And that will be coming up in August at time. So, again, more information on that on Toronto.org. So, again, there's a lot of stuff that's coming up for me uh, in regards to seminars, in regards to events, in regards to uh, other particular matters, in regards to energy healing. So I'm keeping busy quite often. <laughs> oh, good. So that's going to be in Portland, Oregon? Yeah, one is going to be in Portland. Uh, I think it's called uh, Sacred Sacred Water or Healing. I can't remember the exact name of the place, but it's on the site there. And there's another one in western Washington. It's going to be taking place on Mercer Island. It's called the Nexus Point. And, uh, yeah, that'll be taking place, and that's a special six-hour event. So there's going to be a lot of fun stuff there, a lot of edutaining stuff. There'll be channeling. There'll be energetic healing. There'll be dancing. There'll be music. There'll be meditation circles. So, again, if you want to come into it, just uh, check out the website, and we welcome anybody there. Well, good, yeah, because there, there were one when you said Portland. Yeah, the, admission price, price, the admission price for Western Washington is $20, so, again, it's six hours long. And I believe the one in Portland is donation-based. So, uh, yeah, just feel free to check out the site. And if you're if you're welcome to come along, by all means, you're welcome. Cool. Yeah, because when, when I heard Portland, they weren't sure if it was Portland, Maine, or Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon, yep. Okay. Well, it was a lot of uh, fun having you on the show tonight. Very informative. Oh, thank you very much. Quite a few people. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to go ahead and get you back on the show again. I'd love to. Thank you again. I appreciate it. You're welcome. We'll talk to you again real soon. Take care. Bye. Have a great night. and Bye. Bye. And don't forget, you can go ahead and visit Brad at his website at adronus.org. And uh, don't forget, you can also visit my website, too which is BeTheLikeChapel.com, or if you're looking for metaphysical supplies, smoke sticks, and herbal teas, you can go to BeTheLikeMetaphysicalShop.com. And remember, too, any donations, if you want to help out with donations and all, uh, it's greatly appreciated. You can find the links on the uh, Chapel website. And all the money does go towards building the church that we're, uh, that I'm putting together. Uh, my money that I make for a living doesn't come from the radio shows. Uh, it comes from uh, doing private one-on-one readings. And you can also, if you want to go ahead and book a one-on-one reading with me, go ahead and do that through my website also. And I do have some openings during the week for those. And if you're in the uh, west coast of Florida area, stop by and see me. I'm over at the USA Flea Market, 3rd Avenue, Booth 54 is where we have the... Um, where we have the metaphysical shop. And all the herbs and teas are organic certified. I don't agree with putting any chemicals and pesticides uh, anymore in our bodies than what we already have on there. So don't forget, everyone, mark me as a favorite, add me as a friend, let your friends know about us. And don't forget, tune in again to, tune in again tomorrow night. You'll get updated. I'm not sure how this is going on now with the new profile on, on Blog Talk Radio, but... 
You know, until tomorrow night, everyone, have fun, be safe, and know that you are loved because God loves you, and so do I. <laughs>